Hello and welcome to Horror After Hours with the Naughty Guy. Tonight I got my best friend Bruce with me. Hello, I am from Swatting Flies and Telling Lies podcast. You want a, a nice shotgun blast to the face of facts and knowledge you didn't know that you needed to know. Look up, Swatting Flies and Telling Lies. Yeah. In the meantime and in between time, <laughs> check out both of our podcasts. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. We do this for fun. so Yes. So tonight, we're kind of going up a top ten with the monster movies. This is kind of my top ten of my creature features. Yes. Now, I did not put any shark or zombie movies on this list because we're going to revisit those at a later episode. Yeah, when... When life has slowed down, because despite this pandemic, it seems like we're busier than ever. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. Uh, for now, these are just some my some fun movies that I enjoyed over the years. Yeah. Okay, the first one, and these are in no particular order, by the way. Yeah, it's just how they came to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my favorites is Dog Soldiers from 2002. Okay. British-made werewolf movie that was... Probably my absolute favorite werewolf makeup because those costumes they were wearing were fucking awesome, man. I'm trying to think of my favorite werewolf makeup. Is, uh... I liked how the werewolf, like, they kind of made him super buff in uh, the Monster Squad. That was also a cool werewolf. I do got to agree with you on yeah. that. Yeah. Now, my favorite absolute best werewolf makeup I've ever seen was definitely dog soldiers. Though. Dog soldiers? But yeah, the powerful looking werewolf from the monster squad was yeah. awesome. Um, I'll go ahead then I'll chime in with my werewolf. Uh, this, this is about a squad of soldiers set out in the deep woods. I think they were in, what, Scotland? Yeah. Ireland? Something like that. They're out there on a training exercise only to be stalked by a family of werewolves while they hole up in an empty house. This movie gets fucking crazy. Yeah. It's bloody. <laughs> if that's what you're into, this movie is a lot of fun. There's a lot of goofy moments. Yeah. It's just a good movie. So, um, Werewolf Woman of the SS. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I thought that was a cool fake trailer. Um, I'm kind of torn on this one on with werewolves anyways because watching Teen Wolf as a kid made a huge impact on me as far as werewolves how transformations and then I go back and then I can think of American Werewolf in London which is a painful transformation yeah that was probably the most and uh, they're both on they're in the same ball field but they're both at different ends if that makes sense yeah um but if you're forcing me to pick, I'm going to go with my heart and go with Teen Wolf. My favorite werewolf. Um, easy plot to follow. Uh, it's PG, like a legit... Well, I don't say legit PG. They show a girl in brown panties. Yeah, it was like a PG-13. Yeah, it's about a PG-13. Solid PG-13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, as far as uh, I like the transformation, like how they show the ears... I like how uh, his forehead pumps. When yeah. He's in the <laughs> his eyebrow. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of just pops. Yeah. Um, and like I... 
Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf was a good one. Yeah. That is a funny movie, genuinely funny. Yes. And it wasn't trying to be, uh, what do you call that, a straight-laced movie. No. This was just a goofy movie, yeah. beginning to end, and it's really a lot of fun. If you've never seen that, you got to check it out. Quick tidbit, too. Um, I never noticed this, because I would always watch through the credits... Uh, in 2003, I think I was watching VH1, and uh, they hit on the subject of at the end of Teen Wolf when they're celebrating the title game, and people are clapping in the stands, the fucking guy has his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> really? I yeah. hadn't seen that. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts, man. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and there was just... Um, I like the movie, like you said, it's a goofy movie because you're a better ball player than Michael J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, All right, so moving on, we got okay. we got uh, another one of my favorite werewolf movies. This one was The Curse of the Werewolf from 1961. Okay. This is a, another British-made werewolf movie brought to you from Hammer Studios. Was Which it kind start? of a spaghetti style? This one, no. No. Uh, oh, okay. Um, this one starred Oliver Reed. This one was just awesome. Yeah. Very unique. Uh, I love the story of the werewolf, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah. This one was not your typical Wolfman movie. Uh, this is another one where I really, truly do love the makeup. Yeah. Because he looked a lot like the... Uh, Monster Squad, Werewolf. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. I think I'll. The Howling. Hey, there's another good one. Yeah. The Howling is an excellent pick because. Yeah. <laughs> again, now, those those were early CGI. Yeah. So. For, like the distant shots. Yeah. But up close, you actually saw like the uh, animatronics. Yeah. They were just badass. Now, the cover I'm thinking of, was there a woman in sunglasses? Uh, was that your sister's werewolf? I think that was part two. Oh, okay. But you might be right. That might have been on the, the first one also. Yeah, let me look up that. Well, uh, The Howling was an excellent movie. It was not really a funny one. Uh, that one was actually genuinely creepy. Yeah, so... I think I talked about it, touched about, touched on this one back in an earlier podcast. There's a couple of scenes in there where you hear, like, the whispering in the woods. There's a lady out in the cabin looking up. It was, too. Gotcha. She was looking at uh, the cabin of Eddie Quist, who was this serial killer that just died. Okay. And she was doing a story on him. And she was... You know, looking around the outside of his cabin, seeing if there's any way she could get in. And you hear this, That was creepy, man. I think one of mine, I don't know if we call it creature. Uh, would you consider a vampire creature? Yeah, falls under the creature feature. So I'm going to go with Salem's Lot. Oh, shit. With well, that's the, one I didn't expect from you. With the, <laughs> yeah. Open the window, Mark. 
Yeah. Scared <laughs> me, man. Yeah. <laughs> the the younger Glick boy when he was the vampire. Yes. He was scary, man. Yeah. I was... remember being just a little boy when I saw that. And I was just like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, it didn't look like the vampire that, that me and you knew from Dracula or Dracula, was it Rises Again or something? Dracula has risen from the grave. Yeah. Is that the one with Christopher Lee? Yep. Hammer Films. When he, f- now is that the one he fell on a cross and that's how he died? That may have happened in a couple of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely that. I can't yeah. remember if it was the Satanic Rites of Dracula or Dracula has risen from the grave. Yeah, so I'm going to go with um, the vampire, the kid vampire from uh, Salem's Lot. Fuck yeah, that's a good one, man. And um, in a in a very close close call on this one, I'm going to go with Paul Rubens, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, shit. So you're betting out of left field here, man. Yeah. You're hitting me with all kinds of yeah. stuff I didn't think you were going to name off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And then, um, okay, yeah, what's your next one? Well, for me, yeah, i got to go with an original. Okay. This was 1954, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Ooh. The original Gilman. i got a question. Sure. How come they couldn't use that name... In the Monster Squad, did Universal does Universal own that? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> they called him Gilman, right? Yeah. But <laughs> they couldn't call him the creature. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was really a really funny, funny way they had it worded. Yeah. That they couldn't use that name. They had it patented or something like that. <laughs> Fucking Universal. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely got to go with the creature from the Black Lagoon. I can't counter that except for with Gilman, <laughs> which essentially is. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, in that original movie, where does he come from? Uh, where were they? Like, were they in the States or were they overseas somewhere? No, I think they were South America, like Brazil or something like okay. that. Okay. The jungle of Brazil. Okay. Now, this movie is also noted for... The most redundant music over and over. Every time you see the creature or you see his hand coming out of the water, you hear these trumpets. <laughs> and it's just, it gets annoying as the yeah. movie goes on, but it's become a trademark now. I mean. I, uh, I like that. I'm going to go with that. Um, for my one, I just, <clears throat> just watched it right before I came over and go with the thing. Yeah, man. Um, John Carpenter's The Thing, which is actually a remake, right? Yep, it is. The original was named uh, The Thing from Another World. I believe that was 1956. Yeah, okay. Black and white. Yeah. Now that is playing in the background on Halloween. Yep. But, okay, so in this one, um, anytime The Thing, it, it just has this... Did John Carpenter do that? that theme music for it uh that i don't know he may have uh i know he did for the fog and for halloween but because it is really spot on yeah it is and totally agree with you <clears throat> it kept me sucked in like oh you yeah know? exactly and um so to go back when i first showed up here i was asking you if you watched the prequel to this because how this starts off i forgot because it's been 
almost close to a decade since I watched this movie. Yep, that uh, came out in 2011, right? Yeah. But I haven't watched the remake. But anyways, so how the thing starts, there's a helicopter and you see this dog and I was like, oh, fuck, that's the thing. I forgot about this. Yep. <laughs> and then, um, guy's a really bad shot, by the way, but I guess he's not <laughs> a sniper because they're a science team, right? Yeah, they are. So that makes sense. Um, and it gets to Kurt Russell's camp. They fucking land. And then... Uh, and I, I get it. You, you, you gotta have the story progress to where the thing goes to the other camp. The guy has a grenade that he's gonna throw. <laughs> and he cocks it back and it goes flying backwards. I'm guessing his hands are probably pretty frozen by this point. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's his excuse. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, shit. And then uh, one guy runs over and starts trying to shoot the dog while Kurt Russell's camp is like, whoa, what the hell is going on here? Yep. The other guy is pushing through the snow. <laughs> trying to find the grenade before it goes off. <laughs> and then it goes off, and he's not too close. I would say he's about 10 feet from from the helicopter. But the fucking helicopter blows up, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mess. <laughs> and then um, this guy is freaking the fuck out. They don't know why. He shoots one of Kurt Russell's guys in the legs. Then a guy from a window shoots him in the fucking eye. Yep. But the uh, creature, um, obviously the thing, at the beginning of the movie, you see a spaceship, alien spaceship. Yep. Crashes on Earth, and you don't see exactly where because nothing could have gone a million miles from anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, just to kind of go over this movie really quick, um, I forgot how quickly they show you the thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because it it duplicate it could duplicate the person, right? And it does it perfectly. Yeah. So it's in the dogs, and they put it in the dog kennel, and um, it starts eating itself out of a fucking dog like and now that I think about it I was trying to think of where I saw that whole thing before blade 2 with the jawline open oh up. yeah yeah yep similar not the same so that's what I thought of and then um, this dog is freaking the fuck out and it's biting this metal cage to get the fuck out yep then a guy freaks out kills all the dogs they fucking lock him up Turns out that guy is the thing. <laughs> Which, a uh, really quick thing was... Uh, what I liked was... Um, they all thought Kurt Russell was. And uh, he gets kind of ditched out in the s outside, right? They dump him in his cabin, lock him out there. They cut the line, the safety line to lead you where you're going because yeah. of the snow. Yeah. It was 70 below out there. And he freaks out on them. He has a blowtorch with dynamite. He says he'll blow up the whole camp. Yep. Okay, so he takes control, and then they think of a way with the blood, right? Yep. Heat it up, put a little fucking pricker in there. Does the guy that does the blood draws, he's not one. And then one by one, you, you, you think you know who it is, and then it's not. He hits the blood, and it's some other guy, and then the thing freaks out. Yep. And then... um. So what I was going to get to was, at the end, the guy that they originally locked up the first time, do you remember how he kills one of the guys when he puts his hand 
on his face. Like pushes this. his hand through yep. the guy's face. Yeah, exactly. And I his was like, fingers, you can see, are under his cheeks. And he's like, <laughs> and yeah. he's just spreading it out. Yeah, yeah. it's just awful. <laughs> yeah. So that I I haven't watched. Like I said, I haven't watched the thing in about ten years, and I was like genuinely shocked in a great way. Yeah. So that that that's my pick for for that. That's an excellent one. Yeah. That was a really good movie. Yeah. The special effects by that one were done by a master special effects artist named Rob Bottin, who also played the uh, Captain Blake in The Fog. Ooh. Wait, John Carpenter was bad to the bone, huh? He still is, yep. yeah. Does he? When's the last movie he made? Mission to Mars? Uh, he did one called... Or Ghosts of Mars. He did one called uh, Cigarette Burns... And then there was another one he did it for Masters of Horror. I can't remember mm. the name of it right off. But oh, okay, go ahead. What's your next pick? So my next one is uh, The Creature from Black Lake, 1976. This one is a very well-made Bigfoot movie set in Louisiana-Arkansas border. Okay. When following uh, two young college students who go looking for the creature near Folk, Arkansas. Yeah. They're interviewing the townspeople who say they have had close encounters with the creature, Bigfoot. Yeah. Everything leads to this massive, epic encounter at the very end of the movie. It's pretty intense. It's really a really well-made movie. Okay. Um, It has a lot of funny moments and some genuine scares. Yeah. Overall, this one's just really fun to watch. Cool. If you can get your hands on it, watch it. You'll like it. Okay. Um, my next one, I'm going to go back to a movie we did about a month ago, Watchers. Fuck yeah, man. Um, I guess that was Bigfoot technically, right? They never really did explain whether it was a demon or a Sasquatch or what it was. Yeah, kind of for us to decide, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going with that. That was a good one, yeah. Uh, like Corey Haim, uh, liked how the monster looked, even though you never really got a good look. It really, you'd get little flashes of it. And I used to pause the movie. With VHS. Yeah, I used to pause (laughs) it just to get a look. And I finally got it, and it really looked like uh, the creature from the crate in Creepshow. Oh, yeah, we discussed that. Which, shockingly, I was going to go with for my next creature. Maybe that's why. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't pick that one. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one, though. Yeah. What, uh... What did you think of that crate one? The crate? Mm-hmm. That was probably my favorite. I lear- I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Uh, that, it, now, there was a lady from Swamp Thing in that one, right? Yep. Adrienne Barbeau. She yeah. was also in The Fog. Yeah. She was also married to John Carpenter for a while. That explains it. Yep. She was the DJ, radio DJ in The Fog, right? That is correct. Nice. So... I'll go with those two. <laughs> Good ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, for mine, I got from a 2014, another Bigfoot movie. This one's called Exists. Mm. This one was surprisingly good. It's a found footage, but uh, set in East Texas. It's a found footage movie, but it was really well made. Mm. I was really surprised with how well it came out. Um, okay. It wasn't your typical shaky cam every two seconds. Oh, this I was... Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I'm not a real big fan of that either. But 
this one was actually pretty cool, man. Yeah. This was really a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Really convincing special effects. Yeah. A good story. The ending was really interesting because it makes you think, is this kind of shit really possible? Yeah. Is this really out there? But well, it's definitely one of the ones I would pick for my top ten. It's definitely up there. Okay, I am going to go with um, Critters for mine. Nice. Yeah, the original one, but I like part two also. <laughs> Those are the only two I really enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I... Um, I liked how they could do with that turtle thing, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then and then they they did a constructicon type thing where they all made this big clear ball. <laughs> <laughs> they rolled over somebody, and instantly they were left with nothing but bones. <laughs> now they could shoot their the quills, yeah, yeah, right, okay. Now that one also had D. Wallace. She was in Cujo. She was in The Howling. I think she was going by D. Wallace Stone at that time. Oh, okay. Um, me and you watched the Critter series last year, and we were not impressed. I <laughs> couldn't get into it. it <laughs> that was just so off the mark for me. It was, I was really pissed off watching that show. I was like, what the fuck is this? Now, why did they do that series, which was each episode was like 8 to 10 minutes long? I don't know. But then they came out with that movie. The movie was pretty funny. Like but why that did one they, was intentionally funny. But why did they do that? Because they got released in the same year. Maybe they were trying to make money for the movie. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. See if they could sell the show or something. Yeah, that's true. Bring back a classic. Yeah, either way. But first first two I like. Yeah, the first two are definitely excellent. Yeah. I think uh, of the Critters movies, my favorite character has got to be Charlie. <laughs> the local drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he was so funny. <laughs> it, is it just me, or was there, like, a lot of local drunks in those types of movies we grew up with in the 80s, like the the drunk in Friday the 13th? And just about every slasher movie we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was very prominent theme at the time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So my next uh, monster is going to be... 1980. Okay. Alligator. Wow. This one was set in Chicago, and we follow a baby alligator that has been flushed down the toilet by an angry father. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Only to escape the sewers several years later as a giant man-eating beast. <laughs> now, this alligator is fucking bad to the bone, man. <laughs> you talking probably a 30-footer? Yeah. <laughs> Comes up through the, the street? Yeah. That was just crazy. <laughs> one of the parts that really scared me as a kid was uh, when they're at the the birthday party for the kids. Okay. And they're walking this kid out onto the diving board. They got him blindfolded. Everybody's dressed in pirate costumes. Yeah. And they're making him walk the plank. Okay. So they get to the edge, and the kid kind of lifts the... The blindfold a little bit, and he can see into the water. And somebody flips the light switch on for uh -huh. the underwater light. Yeah. As he's doing this, the alligator's opening its mouth, oh, and the kids push him in, and they scream and run. <laughs> That's all you see. Yeah. It's just this bloodbath. <laughs> oh fuck, man. 
I think I was probably scared of diving boards for a while after that. Because <laughs> of that shit? <laughs> yeah, just because of that one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, I think uh, for mine, I'll go... <sighs> creature, creature, creature. Um, I will go... Jerry Dandridge's sister from Fright Night Part 2. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah. I didn't think of that one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Shit. Because me and you laughed a lot through that movie when we watched it. <laughs> but the reason we laughed was the guy ate bugs. He was eating every kind of bug. Yeah. God, that was And gross. then <laughs> when he got his shit slit <laughs> and he died, like... None of those bugs were digested or anything. They were just in his belly. <laughs> and everything came spilling out. He got all these larvae. He got all the cockroaches and worms and all that. <laughs> that was just all kinds of nasty. <laughs> oh, shit, that's funny. But yeah, I'll go with his Jerry Dandridge's sister. Sweet. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with the reptile theme here. Okay. I love reptile movies. Yeah. Whether it's alligators or Komodos, all that shit. I'll watch all that. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. So this one is Crocodile. This was released in the U.S. on August 14th, 1989. This is an Italian-made giant crocodile movie. Some unintentionally funny moments, of course. Like a dude putting on a radioactive protection suit <clears throat> that only has button flaps. <laughs> <laughs> As he climbs into the water to take a reading with a Geiger counter on leaky barrels laying up on the bank of the river. Which they could have easily done from a distance. <laughs> Didn't have to put on this radioactive suit, which should have been airtight, by the way. Yeah, Waterproof. True. But, yeah, he puts on this radioactive suit that just has a hood. It has the button flaps on the front. And it's all cloth material. I was like, dude, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, go ahead. You got to understand that this guy's leaving the safety of a boat and getting in the water with radioactive material, soaking him to the core with with uh, said chemicals. It's just he oh. uh, never should have left the boat or even gone anywhere near the barrels with the radioactive <laughs> symbols on them in plain view. <laughs> Obviously, they're leaking into the river. These leaking barrels cause uh, a crocodile fuck. to grow and mutate into a massive man-eater, killing anyone who steps into his territory. This is a fun movie with some interesting special yeah. effects. I love this one. Nice. Gotta love that stuff, huh? <laughs> um, hmm. My next one, I will go with uh, hmm. Got me thinking now. You know, how about I'm gonna go with the loving Frankenstein, the caring Frankenstein from the Monster Squad. Hey, there you go, Frank. Frank, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because at that point. It was, uh, not that Frankenstein was, I mean, he killed a girl in a movie before, mm -hmm. in the original one. Yep. So this one, they make you think that. 
Yep, he's just a big child. And because he comes up on the sister. Yep. By a lake, right? And uh, turns out, he, like you said, he's just a big kid. And when the uh, Frankenstein, when Frank gets a hold of the pictures of the girl in the bra, and he's, <laughs> they're all trying to take it from him, but he's so tall. And also, what I liked about that was the blatant fucking like heels that they put on Frank's shoes to make like him even taller. Six inch lifters? Yeah. <laughs> like we wouldn't notice. But I'm, I'm going to go with the, 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 the nice childlike Frank. From that Monster is Squad. a good one. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Cool. Yeah. So my next one is going to be Killer Crocodile 2 from 1990. Nice. This one, interestingly enough, was filmed at the same time as the first Killer Crocodile. Oh. So they were actually filming this one side by side, day by day. So they were, that'll do it, huh? Yep. They did this all at the same time. But part two was released a year later. And may have been just about as successful as the original. But both of these movies, I love them both. They're both made by the same director, a lot of the same cast. And it's just really a lot of fun. A lot of gore, a lot of fun special effects. So if you've never seen these, I recommend checking them out. Um, ooh. Werewolves. I'm going to go again. This one was kind of, we were just talking about, even though I liked the movie, I did not like how pale the wolf was made in Teen Wolf 2. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's one of those things where I like, but I'm like... <laughs> you could have done a little better. <laughs> Me and 11-year-old Adam could have thought of something better. <laughs> um, and then, like we were discussing earlier, there was a line across the nose. Like, I don't know if it was intentional or what. And we were discussing that before this started. And I think it was honestly just the mask was so tight that it just laid across. Like, I, yeah. as you could see a gap right underneath. It was weird, right? Yeah, it was really weird. And Maybe they were aiming for, like, the original Wolfman's nose, where it kind of pressed down like that, and all you see is the just the tip. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, sure. Now, the transformation in the original Wolfman was pretty cool, when you think about it. Lon Chaney. Yep, Lon Chaney Jr. They, that was all done by uh, Jack Pierce. They did, like, that was the first one we saw ever. Yep. I mean, everybody before me and you were born, but when we saw it, we knew we were watching a classic, but he changed while he was sitting in his chair, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was actually the second werewolf movie. Really? The first one was Werewolf of London, starring Henry Hull. Now, the original Wolfman, that was uh, the first time where I think you actually got to see a close-up transformation, and that was done by... Lap Dissolve, which was a very long and painstaking process because Cheney couldn't move. You had to stay there? And it took hours. It took, I think the interview said like 20 hours. 20 hours. So I'm pretty sure he had to be hooked up to a catheter. I was about to say. He had to have food brought to him, yeah. drinks brought to him, but he had to sit still. Wow. As uh, Jack Pierce applied the the facial hair, the appliances for the makeup. Did, uh... Remember those monster books we used to check out? 
Oh, I love those, and I'm still trying to find copies of those. Yeah, we would like the Wolfman one, the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yep. All of them, actually. Every one of them. Um, Dracula was the one I think I checked out the most. Yeah. Mine was the Wolfman. I always remember it felt like I was checking out a movie because it would it'd always play through my head like a movie every time I read it. No, I'm pretty sure we probably got to these books long before we actually seen the movies. Because their name was all over the card. <laughs> Several times a piece. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I remember just going through it, reading it, lending it to you, and you reading it, and then I'd read it one more time before I'd return it, and just like, that looks like a badass werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That was a really cool-looking werewolf. I like that. And I do actually have a 12-inch action figure of the Wolfman, Moncini nice. Jr., I, got, I didn't watch that remake that came out 10 years ago. That was actually really good. How was the wolf in that? It was fucking badass, man. Nice, okay. It was really cool. There, uh, We used to see it. I don't know if we saw it. I think we saw it at Fangoria. But I think I saw you put it on my hard drive. Was I was a teenage werewolf. Yeah, that was 1957, I think. Michael Landon? Yep. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be this goofy werewolf movie. It's actually a pretty serious movie. Oh, it is, huh? And uh, you should also have I Was a Teenage Zombie. <laughs> um, really quick, there was a goofy zombie movie that came out in the early 90s called My Boyfriend's Back. I think I may have that. <laughs> yeah. That was a hard one to find, though. The nerdy kid got a date with the most beautiful girl in school. Yep. I don't remember how he died, but he died. Was it a car accident? Is that who it was? It might have been, yeah. And then he came back to make the uh, the date. And the only way he was able to keep going was to eat somebody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny movie. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go with my last one. I'm going to continue with this uh, reptile theme for mine. Okay. This was 2019 from... Uh, this is Crawl. Oh. Another alligator movie set in South God, Florida. You sign up for Sorry. I yeah. was... Okay. This is really a, just an awesome movie, man. This one, good, good special effects. They keep the intensity up throughout. I mean, you're constantly at the edge of your seat watching what's going to happen next. You know, is there yeah. a fucking alligator there? Oh, okay. And it, it's really... Really a well-made movie, I think. Nice. I think for my final one, I will go... Uh, trying to think. I will go with... Uh, what the heck was that movie called with uh, Grace Jones? She was a vampire. Yeah. Huh? Vamp. Vamp. I will go with Vamp. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Wow. It's been years since I've seen that yeah. one. <clears throat> now, this is another one where she was on the cover, right? Yeah. Yeah. This was a crazy movie. Man. Very crazy. Like, it starts off kind of Ferris Bueller-y. Guy's coming out of the sewer, right? And he starts talking to us. I think so, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to watch that one again. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go I'll end mine with her. 
Okay. I remember, vampire. I remember the group going to what was supposed to be like a nightclub. Yeah. A special nightclub. A special strip club. Is that what it was? College kids, I think. Yeah. And then shit just gets crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go with her. Yeah, that's a good one. Huh? Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Yeah. We have my top ten, Bruce's top ten. Yeah. And these are just some of our some of our favorites. Yeah. And there's still so many more that we were not able to mention. Yeah, this was just kind of off the top of our head. Like the only ones I knew off that I wanted to talk about was Watchers, Critters, and the Thing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are a few movies maybe I forgot forgot to think about, but Yeah. <laughs> No, that, that was awesome, out. man. I really appreciate you coming on. <laughs> Thanks, bro. So it's fun. It is fun. You want to plug your podcast one more time? Uh, listen to Swat and Flies and Telling Lies on the latest podcast that was recorded on Mother's Day. I got my mom, Darlene, which was awesome, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, take a listen. Uh, she comes out swinging. It's uh, really good. <laughs> it was really good. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of funny moments. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> I, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really cool to kind of see the banter back and forth. There. It was <laughs> it so, was really a good listen, folks. So uh, check it out. Yeah, on the Anchor app, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on Breaker, and that's where you can find Adams too. We're all in the same place. Yes, sir. All right, so. Thanks, bro. Thanks a lot. Later. Later. Hello, this is the Naughty Guy, Adam J. Keep listening to Horror After Hours with the Naughty Guy. As my friends and I, we discuss some of our favorite movies and some of our favorite novels. Bear Crossing, Bed and Breakfast. We have a beautiful view which overlooks downtown Ketchikan. You can find us on the Airbnb app or on Facebook. Contact us through either of these apps for any information. Skyler's Table offers cafeteria-style dining, fresh soups and salads, and paninis. And all of his meats are roasted fresh daily. If you're looking for great food, great prices, and even better company, come to Skyler's Table, a place for, visit- for visitors. Uh, podcast Swatting Flies Telling Lies. If you like a fun, crazy podcast with loads of information that you didn't know you need, give this one a listen. Bruce's show is always a lot of fun. You never know what he's going to say next, and I'm always tuning in to find out. Next, I got Lazy Mountain Brewing Company, located in Palmer, Alaska, owned by Neil and Sarah Gotchel. They're providing quality craft beers with crisp, clean flavor. Look for crazy, or, I'm sorry, look for Lazy Mountain Brewing Company on Facebook. You will also find their beers all around the Anchorage area. They're just good, honest beers. That's again, Lazy Mountain Brewing Company. Also look for my friend Danny's podcast. That's Hinterlands Media, where he discusses current topics and conspiracies. And also look for his new podcast called Hinterland Storytime. This should be a lot of fun. This is where he discusses his favorite fantasy, sci-fi novels, movies, and games. This really should be a lot of fun. Danny's a lot of fun, so give both his shows a listen. I know I will. And finally, the naughty guy. I finally have a Facebook page 
check it out. Give me a like and a follow to see all of my latest network. You can find my network in a few of the local stores around Ketchikan. You look for Maiden Voyage, Scanlon Gallery, and also the, the Alaska Outpost. Tell them the naughty guy sent you. Thanks a lot, folks. Keep listening.